Welcome back to the Travel Brand Podcast. I am Uwinton. I hope everyone out there in podcast land is doing fantastico. I'm doing pretty good this weekend. It's been a nice, relaxing four-day weekend. Yeah, Batman got four days off. Last minute on Friday, they're all, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, they say uh, in an email, hey, the office will be open on Friday, but you're welcome to take the day off. We just ask that you keep your phones on for any, you know, things that might be going on out there in the field. I'm all, hell yeah. You guys see where the Ohio State College is trying to copyright and own the word the, as it's pronounced, the. Because every time you hear them say, or you ask the athletes, where are they from? And they're all like, from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Really? You're going to own the word the? I've been using the on here since I started, so does that mean now they got shut down, the government says whatever, the courts say nah, you're not going to, no, no, you're not going to own the, give me a break. I mean, I can see where the NFL owns the words Super Bowl, I mean, I can get that, I can understand that, so anytime, like, me using the word Super Bowl on here could probably get me in trouble. Okay, so I'm not going to say the word Super Bowl anymore on here. Anyway, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Were you Thanksgiving or were you Thanksgiving? You know, just asking. I spent a lot of time watching football. You know that uh, Buffalo Bills team that put a little spanking on the Dallas Cowboys. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I find it hilarious. I really do. It's just a joke. It really is. I mean, you have all that talent. I mean, what is it? Is it execution? Is it coaching? Is it fucking uh, attitude? I think a lot of it has to do with some attitude. Some of those players got themselves attitude. And I don't like attitude. I mean, come on, really? You're going to play a sport? Be humble, man. Have some humility, bruh. When you get a first down, you jump up and you mimic them, you know, you're eating. So, like, keep uh, feed me, man. Keep feeding me, man. You know, with the attitude and, like, signaling first down and celebrating the first down. And, come on. I guess I have to realize they're just young gentlemen. They're young boys, really. So, they have no humility. No. There's a few of them to do. I find that the NFL players that give back to society, give back, are a little bit older, you know, approaching 30. You guys hear where Bobby Wagner went ahead and went into a Safeway. I'm not sure where, up north somewhere, Seattle, somewhere, Bellevue maybe, and says to the manager, I'm going to pay for everybody's groceries for the next 30 minutes through the whole friggin' store, man. Now that's giving back. That's given, man. Thanksgiving. Even Richard Sherman gives a bunch of money for the food banks to make sure everybody gets to eat. I mean, come on. That's awesome. That's incredible. I think it's really cool when players do that. I mean, could you imagine walking through Safeway, right? And you got like $100 left to your name. And you don't know whether you're going to use that on food or gas. So you get up to the line. And it comes to like 85 bucks. Right? And you're, you know, like I said, you're hurting for certain. And the cashier says, oh, no, no, that's all taken care of. That's paid for. 
what an awesome fucking feeling that would be. I mean, that kind of gives me little tingles and shivers thinking of how awesome that is. Anyway, enough of that bullshit. I don't want to feel like I'm uh, soft or anything like that, okay? So last week, Mr. Don Trump went ahead and signed a bill. It's an executive order creating a task force on missing and murdered Native Americans. Well, that's, you know, that's one step. That's one tiny step for mankind. They have a long ways to go, my friends. You know, they, they allocated $1.5 million. And they're going to have, they call this a task force, all right? And it's because of the rash of violence against missing and murdered American Indians and Alaska Natives. It's a rash, they say. No. It's been going on, like I've said a hundred times, for, you know, 500 years, man. And they've only allocated $1.5 million for this task force for 11 different district attorneys, basically to have somebody, you know, look into it. Yeah, we're going to look into this. Well, you know, how can uh, the American Indian people trust the government, man? Who's going to be doing this? Who's going to really be getting their hands dirty? You know, they need probably $10 million to start. And they need to get some women involved from the reservations who have a voice, who have proven that this is what they're, this is their thing, man. This is what they do. You know, the American Indian women and young girls and children, we're not even talking about the men, okay, the men who go missing. I'm not saying that the American Indian is more important, that the Native American is more important, that the indigenous people of this land is more important. But what I'm saying is we need a voice, right? We need somebody and we need some agency, one agency, not a bunch of different ones, man. We need an agency that's going to run this friggin' thing and find these people, at least give our family members some closure. Because without closure, man, that spirit, you know, until you find the body, this is my belief, right? This is what I think. That spirit is like, what do they say, in uh, purgatory, right? It's in between, man. This is what I think is that spirit could be. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's how I feel and how I see it. That spirit is lost, bro. We need an agency that's going to just dedicate their time to this. And I think every state needs a representation. Every state in the union, man, 50 of us, right? Needs a voice. We need to find these people. We need to find out who's killing them. I mean, even the tribes that have the big casinos, right? They could, in all reality, man, put together a task force on their reservation that has the funding right there because they're raking in millions, right? They can use that, some of that money to form these task force for reservations. Bruh. More can be done. A lot can be done. I'm just putting it out there. I'm challenging anybody. I myself, I can be a voice on here. In fact, I've said it before. If anybody wants to write in with any members of their family who are missing or been murdered, email it to me. Uwinton.elwa 
at the tribal brand podcast.com. It's that simple. And whenever I see any tweets about missing or murdered indigenous women on my following podcasts, I'm going to mention them. I'm going to say who they are and where they're from. They need a voice too. I mean, my podcast, I've reached a thousand. I've reached a thousand downloads, man. That's pretty cool. Of course, I want thousands more, but you know what? That's a good start. And when I first started this thing, I said I was going to get past 10 episodes or something like that. Well, this is like 36 or 37, man. I'm going to keep doing this. Every once in a while, I get kind of down about it. I'm like, dude, there ain't nobody listening. And then as soon as I do that, I get like five or six downloads in a day. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, I don't think we should let the federal government run these things, man. I don't think the federal government should be able to run these agencies for our missing women, man. I think the reservations, some of us, you know, my tribe doesn't, but the Puyallup tribe, the Muckleshoots, the Tulalip, the Nisqually. There's like four tribes. Then you got your seven cedars over there, the Clallams, right? They could all pull together, probably. I'm just guessing, right? I'm just throwing this out there. Between those tribes, those five tribes, they should be able to put together at least five million and start doing your own work. I'm sure we have federal agents that are native that are willing to step up and do this work. Let's do it, man. Let's get together and make it happen. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. There would be a problem with that because a lot of these things are happening on the tribal land is happening by their own people to their own people. Yeah. That's a sad fact, but it it's true. There's all kinds of violence, domestic violence, rape going on on the reservations by uncles, cousins, brothers. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a tragic thing. So that would be a problem because a lot of times families don't want to put their own family members away. A lot of denial going on. A lot of alcoholism too, man. A lot of drug addiction too, man. There's a lot of horrible things going on on the reservations. So what do you do about it? Well, if you're really serious about it, what you do is you say, we're not going to let this happen anymore. We're going to do our best to stop this. And when there's domestic violence, don't let the federal government take control. Take control yourselves. You make the laws. You have the councils that put together the laws. I mean, what would they do 500 years ago if Uncle Bob molested uh, little niece Susie? You know, how would they deal with it then? Exile? Well, those times were a little bit different. You could exile somebody. You could send them off to an island or whatever you do, whatever the law was. But I'm sure they handled it. Down on the Ethelwa, there was a uncle who molested somebody. He went and did his time. And he was welcomed back to the tribe like, hey... Uncle Bob's back. How you doing? There were kids around him, people around him. I always thought that once you did some sort of crime like that, you weren't supposed to be around a bunch of children. I don't know. That's just me thinking. But they all welcomed him back like, man, he was uh, like an elder who was really, really important that had something to say. They even put together a big old dinner for him. Hmm. I found that to be a little bit strange. 
but whatever. I think he's dead now, so it doesn't matter, right? But I think most importantly, it's about becoming a voice for these tragedies, right? So I'm going to mention a runner. Her name is Jordan Daniel. She's an indigenous woman, and she uses her platform to bring awareness to our missing and murdered indigenous women. Look her up online. Look her up on Twitter. Do something. If you can, donate to the cause and help her help you. Anyway, so you see where we all voted to have $30 car tabs up here in the uh, Washington State area? Yeah. You know, I always thought that when you voted for something, it fucking matters. Well, apparently it doesn't because it was voted in that we would reduce our car tabs to 30 bucks. 30 bucks a year, right? It was voted in. It was it, it was voted fucking in, right? So I'm thinking this whole time, wow, next year I'm going to have to pay 30 bucks per vehicle. That's great. Then I find out it goes to court. And what happens when it goes to court? They overturn it. Apparently the light rail in the state said that, oh, it would be a hardship if we didn't collect all that money from our tabs. Well, shit, man. When they enacted those extra expenses to my tab cost, they didn't have a vote on that. They didn't come and ask me if I wanted to pay for that. I'll never use the light rail. I'll never use that fucking light rail. So what do I got to pay for it? I live in Pierce County. Most of it's up there in King County. Oh, yeah. They're going to make it so it's in Pierce County, too. You can go from Tacoma. All right, whatever, dude. I think it's just a bunch of bullshit that we get to vote on shit. This guy does all, Iman does all the work, right? He's going to run for governor now. I don't think he has a chance, but whatever. He does all the work to get this thing passed off, and then all of a sudden the courts say, no, we can't do that. So what are we voting for? What are we voting for? I thought it was our right to vote. I mean... Just because I wasn't given the right to vote until like 1968. That's okay. At least I can vote now, right? But it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter that I have to pay $135, $140 a year for my truck to have tabs on it. Well, what if that causes a hardship to me? What if it causes me to have hardship? That doesn't matter to the state. Doesn't matter to the government. It's all crazy, man. We're supposed to be telling our kids, it's okay, man. You're supposed to be able to vote. Well, it's a bunch of malarkey. As my wife would say, that's a bunch of crock. So now the message to our younger people, right? The message is, your vote doesn't matter. Okay? Your vote doesn't matter. If it's a big enough thing, if it's something that the government doesn't want, then you can forget about it, right? I mean, look at this whole thing going on right now with the Native Americans getting the okay from the U.S. Senate to repeal the old laws against the Native American, right? How can we trust that now? I'm going to read off a few of the the old laws that are going to be repealed, okay? These laws are still in effect right now as I'm sitting here speaking to you. If passed, the RESPECT Act will repeal laws that include... 
the U.S. president can abolish all treaties involving tribes who are hostile to the United States. Payments to tribes can be withheld if the tribe engages in hostilities against the United States or the tribe has, quote, any captives other than Indians, unquote. So that means if the tribe or the reservation now still, you know, they can still have other tribal members from other tribes as hostages, right? Isn't that what that says? That law still cool? Money or goods can be withheld from Native Americans who are under the influence of alcohol or if there's alcohol within, quote, convenient reach, unquote, of the Native American unless the tribe's leader has taken steps to prevent the sale of alcohol. Oh, I see. It was okay to get him drunk and tanked and then get him to sign treaties and land forfeiture, right? Get him drunk and they'll give us that for a bottle of whiskey. That was okay. So that law is still in effect. Agents can require all able-bodied male Native Americans 18 to 45 years of age to perform services on the reservation. So some agent can still come onto the reservation and tell your son, hey, you need to go volunteer down at the jailhouse to sweep the floor or something. They can still do these things. Goods and merchandise can be withheld from a tribe if the tribe violates a treaty. But it was okay for the whites to violate any treaties that were ever signed and written. Okay? So, this law is still in effect. And finally, food, clothing, and money can be withheld from Native American families whose children do not attend school. Wow. These laws are still in effect. So, the reality is, any reservations that have tribal schools and high schools and what have you, if the government wanted to be crappy, they could withhold them commodities. And believe it or not, my friends, some tribal members count on those commodities. It's like I said before, that commodity cheese is fucking awesome, man. You can make all kind of food with that cheese. I think every time somebody goes down to the commodity line should think back and, and realize that that's been going on for a couple hundred years. The government's been feeding the American Indians. I think that uh, it's pretty sad that that's still going on. And the bottom line is this, that food that they bring for commodities, it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. But what are you going to do? You got to eat, right? Yeah. Some of that canned meat, canned fish, you wouldn't even see down on the grocery line. It's not good enough to put on the shelves, but it's good enough to feed to the Indians, right? It's the rations. This is all you get. You either put up or you shut up. I think the biggest cause for the lack of urgency in finding our murdered and missing indigenous women is the fact that the government, the law enforcement agencies, don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be, you know, we're a nuisance. We don't want to be bothered with that right now. We got bigger fish to fry. There's a little white girl that's been missing for uh, three days now. So we need to put that on the national news to find her, okay? So anything that you got going on, any problems that you have, 
that's got to go on the back burner. Yeah, give us a call in 48 hours or something. We might look into that for you. It was that same lack of urgency that didn't put any effort in finding Misty Upman. She was an American Indian actress who was in several movies. Frozen River, August, Osage County, Wind Walker, Skins, Django, several movies. And the sad thing for her, she died. And nobody from the media really even covered it. Yeah, it was in the local news. But she was suffering from mental illness and alcoholism. She was found dead at the bottom of a cliff where she had fallen. And she might have only been found because her family put together a search party. The police did nothing. They found her right over here in Auburn, Washington, maybe 10 miles from where I live. Sad, man. But what are you going to do? It's like I said, law enforcement, we're a nuisance, man. We're bothersome. But we ain't got time for that right now. She's probably just out drunk somewhere. Yeah. The media didn't get involved. You know, she was fairly famous for some of the work that she had been doing. And nobody cared about her. So why would anybody care about any regular person off the reservation or even in the city? There's about five million of us living in the cities, you know? We're like shadows. Nobody knows. Like I said before, everybody thinks I'm a Hispaniard, right? Everybody thinks I'm Mexican. Not everybody, but mostly. Anyway, enough of all that. You know, Seattle Seahawks, again, have an opportunity to uh, move into first place only if San Francisco loses tomorrow against Baltimore and they win against the Vikings. And then San Francisco has to play the New Orleans Saints. And hopefully, I don't know, see, that's a tough one because if New Orleans wins then they're moving closer and closer to having home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So I want San Francisco to beat New Orleans when they play next weekend. So we'll still be ahead of San Francisco and we'll be ahead of New Orleans too. Anyway, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend and gave a lot of thanks. Don't be a thanks taker. Be good to your loved ones. Be good to your friends. Even be good to your bosses. Oh, check it out. I uh, wasn't cursing as much as I was last time. I'm going to try to keep that in check. Anyway, I am Uinton. Peace.